It's October 9th, 2020, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. This is Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We are doing something a little, I won't say maybe, I won't say unique in some, well, I, I don't know. These days, nothing's, I guess, unique because we're, we've gotten very used to remote podcasting, except for a change. Matthew isn't here in town. Matthew's actually in Florida enjoying some vacation time. Um, so uh, I guess you're remote podcasting. I don't know what to, to call it that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, remote podcasting, and on top of that, today's podcast was almost entirely written on my e-reader, written, shared, and digested on uh, on my e-reader. So there's another plug for it, just in case uh, y'all missed last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, and 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 you have to um, your setup for today is so normally you you broadcast from your master closet but today's today's uh, podcast is actually from what i'm gathering underneath a blanket correct yes yes i'm in i'm in a an office that has a bunch of really hard surfaces and and makes for some really good echoes but the best way that i found to combat those is just to make a nice little tent and record under a comforter. So it's, and, and on top of that, the, the room is directly facing West. So I'm getting a lot of sunlight I'm under comforter and in this office. So it's definitely going to make for an interesting podcast today. I'm going to make for a sweaty podcast today. Like nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, then we won't torture you too much longer. We'll go ahead and get started because today's going to be another COVID-related podcast. And before everyone gets all up in arms and says, "Okay, we're going to turn off, <laughs> we're going to turn off the podcast," because oh my god, another one this is going to be so depressing. We, we promise this this isn't really depressing. And just just stick with us because it, it kind of starts out a little doomy and gloomy, but it, but we promise it'll get better. Um, and what we're going to talk about really is building permits because right now in the city of Dallas, we're at a point where that really is becoming an issue. If you're a contractor or if you're an architect, just trying to get your, your job through the permitting process is really, really becoming a, a challenge. And some of it's just, it's one of those things where we have had to adapt with the pandemic. We've had to make sudden changes and apparently the uh, the change at the Dallas Permit Office hasn't maybe gone quite, I think, as well as everyone hoped, perhaps. Yeah, yeah the pandemic has really exposed some of the weaknesses in the way we've done things in the past and has really exacerbated existing problems. Uh, I read an article in D Magazine uh, recently that said that as of September 8th, there were almost 900 permit applications waiting to be processed with about half of those being residential and the backlog is causing these permits to be laid by almost two months. And that's what I'm hearing. And for someone like me, who's getting ready, I've got two projects that are about to hit the permit office. If one of them hasn't already, 
I'm just kind of wondering, you know, how long is it going to take? Because I've been talking with some other designers. I, one of my contractors, it took him what would normally take an hour long permit process has take it took him six weeks to get a fence permit and he should have had it the day he walked down there with the drawings and i've talked with another architect who one of her projects they went for permitting in may and it is now october and she still does not have the permits in fact one one of their other projects the same thing that they submitted for permits and they're in the middle of doing demolition work as much as they can while they are sitting there waiting for the permit process to actually happen. And, and, and to give you a little background on Dallas, what's happened is they have they've gone to an online permitting system, which they weren't really prepared for. And consequently, there's been hiccups and glitches, and then staff is working remotely on top of that. So it's really put this strain on everything. And what's happening is within the permit office itself, the plan reviewers are looking for any excuse to send drawings back to the, the the person who submitted the drawings, basically saying, hey, we didn't get this or you need to change this so that the drawing review goes back to the bottom of the queue and they can try to process some of the other, other things. So there's this kind of constant roundabout cycle of, of um, I don't want to say roundabout cycle of, of Review and rejection, I guess, is 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 the way it's it's kind of going. It's just a sort of circle, circular thing going going on. So it's been a very very long process. It's turning a long process to uh, to get permits, you know. And and like Matthew said, you know, nine hundred permit backlog, and half of those are residential. It's it's not doesn't seem to be getting any better. And and um, you know, we're not sure when it's going to happen or what contractors are actually going to do. Yeah, so today we'll go through a few of the things that at least the city of Dallas has said that you can do without a permit, and we'll end with some advice from us on how we might help a project through during the this kind of logjam. So if you're doing if you're doing some smaller projects, a lot of those can usually fly under the radar. Things like fences that aren't using or fences that you're not using to enclose a pool and that are under six feet tall. And and these are all per the city of Dallas. So things might vary depending on where you're located. You can work on your storm windows, rain gutters, insulation in the house, or uh, retaining walls that are less than four feet tall are, are some just the small, some of the smaller things that smaller improvements that you can, look into that that may fly under the radar and i think the next the next big i the, the next big ticket item that you might be able to do and i think one of the more popular things that people have done lately especially during the pandemic that you don't need a permit for is the detached accessory structures and we talked a little bit about this last week about how we have all of these new backyard sheds that have been popping up because of people need a, a place to escape the house with. And so they, they'll put up a little office or something in the back of the house and, and use that as, a, as your, I guess, work away from home location. Maybe that's the best way to put it. 
<laughs> I, I think that's but, probably the best the best way to put it. It's it's the it's the the office away from the home office. <laughs> yeah, and 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 all these detached structures need to be less than two hundred square feet, according to the city. It includes detached patios, carports, and one story. Well, the the city calls them accessory structures, but it's basically a shed. <laughs> and then, and then our last big one would be interior modeling. Anything that you can do to a structure that doesn't involve tearing out exterior walls, and that doesn't increase your floor area, and that doesn't change your exterior or interior doors and windows, as long as they can't see it you're good to continue along with that. Yeah. And I think that's what we're going to be seeing a lot of, um, you know, the, the whole thing about, you know, not changing exterior doors and windows because the city gets really quirky about that. And they want, they want to see your exterior elevations and they want to know the door sizes and window sizes and yada, yada, yada. But I think there's going to be a lot of interior renovations happening where no one's ever going to pull permit, whether, whether they're, technically allowed to or not. And I think that's part of the the challenge with what's going on with the permitting is, you know, the permitting is there for a reason because they want you to have building inspections. They want to have, make sure the plumbing and electrical and mechanical work is all done properly, that the structure is done properly. And I think part of the challenge here is that, you know, if people can't get their permits, at some point they're going to stop going for permits. They're just going to risk doing this work without it. And I'm not talking about the things that, you know, Matthew just went through here because, you know, you're talking about all these these smaller things that can happen, these smaller projects that can happen without a permit that the city will allow you to do. I think it's going to be people doing much bigger things. And I, I think that's that's part of the problem with this. You know, we also have a challenge, too, of of if you live in what's what's considered an historic district or a conservation district, or if you're in a um, planned development area, they, they will really require you to have a permit. And so you are sort of, I guess, stuck in some ways, for lack of a better work. And, and you know, you've been doing the, the cotton gin. Can you imagine someone trying to do something like that without a permit? That just sounds to me like an utter nightmare, especially when you're dealing with even even something as simple as an HOA a lot of HOAs will will rec- have additional requirements on top of whatever the city says and and most of them do require you to go through the permitting process before any of that gets started so to me that just slows the to me that just slows the process down that much more just because that's an additional layer of uh, of red tape that your people aren't going to want to go through because all these delays are happening at the at the local and even state level. I know that we've had to. Uh, you mentioned cotton gin. We've had to send in regular reports as as we've been updating the exterior of the building and changing the windows and all of those. All of those are going into the state, but they're still working remotely for the most part. And so there's there's been a bit of a a back and forth on how how we've been how we've been able to handle all of that and luckily the cotton gin hasn't been severely impacted by that but I can see where a lot but I also think that was pro- 
mostly because we we got this started two years before any of this really hit. So we were kind of already in line. But I can see where any anybody starting anything new would definitely have additional struggles and burdens placed on them. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing about this whole thing in Dallas right now, about the whole permit issue in Dallas, is that I'm hearing from people that the and this is from from the 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 reviewers who do nothing but the conservation district and historic district reviews, they're actually they have a, a lot of work, but they are actually getting their work done in the same length of time that they normally would. They have figured out how to actually get their part of the review process done in what is typically their time frame. So when it goes in for for review and hits them first, they're actually getting their part done the way they're supposed to. What's happening is it's hitting the the rest of the plan review process, and that's where things are starting to jam up. But I can't imagine what this must be like on the state level because that's a much bigger um, bigger bureaucracy and probably a lot more red tape. So there are goods and bads to this, I guess, and. A lot of ways, you know, that's it's certainly revealed that the city wasn't as prepared as they thought they were, and that there has to be a way to work these kinks out, and there that really puts some pressure on them to come up with a more efficient way of doing things. But at the same time, it's it's I think also setting us up for a lot of work getting done that isn't isn't going to be permitted, which is unfortunate, and and I think it's just going to happen. I, I really do. I don't know that there's any other way around it. But if you're if you're talking about, you know, you mentioned how do we how do people work through this process and how do people um, how do you how do you how do you navigate the logjam? Yes. How do you navigate this? How do you help carry this process through? And the the one thing that keeps coming to mind is um, even before the pandemic, a lot of people would hire. There are. are are people out there who do nothing but take your drawings down for permit review. I mean, they will take three or four or five different sets of drawings from three or four or five different people down for review. And as it's turned out, one of my, one of my um, architect friends, actually they're using those people to do the online application process. So they are sort of shepherding this through not physically because you can't do that anymore, but they're actually helping out by submitting the things online. So the designers and the architects and the contractors don't actually have to do that, which I thought was, you know, a clever way to, to keep your business. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and another thing that I was thinking about, and, and this is probably me just being a beginner or baby architect, but like you can draw your, your, you can draw your, project up in phases you know you could have the beginning phases be the interior work and the the pavement and all the all that stuff that doesn't require a permit you can do up front while phase the later phases in the project that need a permit can work their way through the city while you're doing the stuff that doesn't and then coming back and then once and then once once you have a permit, you already have all the stuff that you didn't have a permit done and then just continue the process through 
the rest of your project until the until the project is finished. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that's that's a, that is a great way to approach that because yeah, there's there's demolition you can do. There's you know the the you know you're talking about the list of things that Dallas will allow without a permit. You know they're talking about decks and platforms and walks and driveways. Anything that's not you know nothing that's more than thirty inches above grade you can do without a permit. So if that sort of stuff is part of your project, yeah, you know, to be able to go ahead and, and do those things to do the interior things. Now, I will say, you know, we were talking about every jurisdiction is different. One of the smaller cities around here is notorious for requiring permits for everything. And I mean everything. If you want to paint the interior of your house, you're going to have to have a permit. And to the point that they will pay the garbage people to report when they see construction debris in the trash so that the city can then come out and find out that, you know, what work are you doing? And if they need to find you, find you. So, <laughs> so it's going to vary a little bit by jurisdiction, but yeah, I, I think looking at your project overall, I think that's a great idea. Look at your project overall and see what parts can we go ahead and get done while we're waiting. And I think that's what my friend was doing with one of their, I said, you know, they had the project that they've started construction on because they're doing the things that they can while they're waiting for the permit process to happen. So Larry, any other advice that we might be able to impart? (laughs) Uh, Get a good bottle of wine, sit back, uh, relax. No, no, I, I, I honestly, I, I'm really not sure. I think as an architect, you know that this is happening and hopefully as a contractor, if you're a contractor, especially, you know, this is happening and being able to sit down with your clients and prepare them for it and let them know that, you know what, this is probably going to be a longer process than it normally would be, but we will get you through it and we will get your project complete and just be upfront with them about it. Don't, don't suddenly surprise them and go, oh, by the way, you know, it's going to be another three months to get your permits. Just be up front with them from the get-go. Then there's no surprises at the last minute. And hopefully everyone walks away from the process much happier. Um, and certainly much more aware of what's going on. Because until the city itself, until the city of Dallas resolves the issue, uh, there's not much more I think we can do. And of course, this is really specific to Dallas. Other cities, the cities who have been doing online permitting for years, I'm sure are not having this issue. And and for Dallas, I think the other issue is that there is a lot of construction happening in the city. It seems seems crazy this idea that this would be happening, you know, with the with the economy slowing down, with the pandemic, with shutdowns and stuff. But there is a lot of work happening in the city of Dallas, and I think that's definitely having the other is part of the other impact. To, to really what's going on. But but everyone, if you're if you are have a project underway and you're going to get a permit in Dallas, just hang tight. It will get better in the end. Um, it always does. I remember back in, oh gosh, I want to say right before or no, right after the recession in 2008 when they cut the staff at the city by about 50%, and all the all the permits started backing up again, that they figured out the process finally and things got moving again. But I, I remember it was, it was eight weeks to get a commercial permit unless you wanted to pay five grand and, and have it move, moved through the system much, much, much faster. But yeah, uh, it, it will get better. They'll figure it out. And uh, 
hopefully, you know, we won't have to have another another podcast where we're talking about, okay, here's how to go about doing it secretly. Because <laughs> I, I think that could potentially get, get to be a lot of trouble. I don't, I don't know about you. Yeah, I definitely don't want to stoop to the level of bribing the garbage men to look the other way. That's for sure. <laughs> Yes, yes, we, we don't ever want to hear the word bribe when we're talking about building officials unless unless you really want to go to jail. Yeah. So guys, yes, yes, this is a COVID related COVID related thing, but but nothing really that depressing. Just, you know, um, look for the opportunities where you can when it comes to, to getting your permit and, and what types of projects you're doing and and we'll all get through this fine in the end. Of course, you know, Matthew is you're off for for the next two weeks, you're off work. Yeah, um, I'm kind of doing a, a work from a remote work. So whenever, whenever I, I, whenever there's an email that pops up that says, "Hey, can you help with this real quick?" I, I can jump on whenever I need to and and figure that out. But yeah, it's it's kind of a work from vacation, I guess. That's a great way to describe that work from vacation. Uh, yes, and, and unlike me, who goes on vacation, and and I just tell people, you know, don't call me, you know, and and of course you know that, um, but that's that's great. I mean, it's nice that you were able, you guys were able to get away, and you, <clears throat> and you avoided the hurricane. So, you know, kudos to you for for finding a, a safe spot to to land for a couple of weeks. That's pretty cool. Uh, does this mean we're going to be podcasting again next week? Or are you going to take a week off? It does. No, it does. I'll be right here and, and we can continue. It's nice to get a, a quiet moment with the twins being distracted elsewhere. So That's good. That's good. Well, just remember next time to, to take your comforter in there with you before we get set up. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, all right, guys. We hope you're doing – everyone is, is really doing well. We'll let you guys go for now. Have a great, well, I don't know when you're listening to this, but for us, we're going to go have a great weekend, at least I am. And we will be back with you guys in another week. And, of course, if you want to get in touch with us, Larry at SpottedDogArchitecture.com. I'm having trouble. It's Friday afternoon. Give me a break. Uh, and uh, at SpottedDogArch on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm on Twitter at ArchGeekMatt. And look forward to our website coming soon. Yay. So everyone run off. Have a good evening. Matthew, have a good weekend um, and your good couple of weeks. I'm sure you guys are going to have a, you know, hopefully you get to sleep in some instead of staying up too late and working and uh, uh, get to enjoy the family. So everyone, we'll talk to you later. uh, And I guess that's that's us for now. Bye. Bye.